You are about to listen to one of what PC Magazine calls the best podcasts of 2018. Check out more about this on our website, and thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of A Little Curious. A Little Curious will populate in your show feed automatically in the weeks in between our normal episodes this season, and we'll provide you with short and sweet bonus content about the unexpected, the slightly odd, and the strangely wonderful in art history. This show is brought to you in part by Art and Object. The art world is constantly changing, and fortunately there is a great new website called Art and Object that'll help keep you up to date. You can find Art and Object on the web at www.artandobject.com. And recently, it helped to keep me up to date to a new story like the Manil Collection's new Drawing Institute. I really love drawings, so I love knowing that there's this new great place that I heard about on Art and Object that will really inspire others to keep preserving drawing and moving drawing forward as an art form. So to find this and other stories, go to Art and Object at artandobject.com, www.artandobject.com, www.artandobject.com. Com. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in practically any issue you can imagine, such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, sleeping problems, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem, grief, LGBT issues, and many, many more. And the great news is that you can do this all without even leaving your home. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment, and anything you share is confidential. I love how convenient this is because it allows you to get your help at your own pace and on your own time. You can talk to a counselor via chat, text, phone, or video, or any combination of the above. You can do this at any time, and you can be matched with a counselor as quickly as 24 hours from time that you sign up. And if you're not happy with any given counselor, you can request a new one at any time for no additional fees. And best of all, BetterHelp is truly affordable. And for Art Curious listeners, you can now get 10% off your first month with discount code ARTCURIOUS. So why not get started and feel better today? Go to betterhelp.com ARTCURIOUS. And there you can simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love right now. That's betterhelp.com slash artcurious. Remember, artcurious is one word. Betterhelp.com slash artcurious. This week's topic, Leonardo da Vinci's hidden masterpiece. On Art Curious, we've shared stories of art being copied, stolen, or even lost. But with the exception of the fateful Amber Room outside of St. Petersburg, Russia, which we discussed in our first season and returned to for an update in our second, we rarely hear tales of an artwork being hidden. But such is the case with one of Leonardo da Vinci's top works, even possibly one of the best works he ever painted. This is a work known as the Battle of Anghiari, a 20 by 40 foot fresco with a subject meant to commemorate the city of Florence's wartime victory over its rival, Milan, in 1440. 
After receiving a breakthrough commission from the Florentine government to memorialize the city's military superiority, Leonardo rendered a battle scene in oil paint on the walls of the Sala de Maggior Concilio, a new council hall in the Palazzo della Signoria, more commonly known today as the Palazzo Vecchio in Florence. The painting was a true dazzler and is said to have been one of Leonardo's greatest feats. The historical scene was said to depict soldiers on horseback fighting over a battle standard and a brilliant display of human bodies intertwined through a chaotic yet harmonious composition. This work, the Battle of Anghiari, was as dynamic as it was controlled. Leonardo's fascination with the human figure in motion and his deep understanding of anatomy and physiognomy, that skill that set him far ahead of his contemporaries, was evident in this image. It's been suggested that the Battle of Anghiari usurps the Mona Lisa as the greatest artwork ever painted by Leonardo, if he were to actually have finished it, or if it could be actually found. There are sketches, eyewitness testimonies, and even a 1603 replica by Peter Paul Rubens in the Louvre that attest to the existence of the Battle of Anghiari. But to history's disdain, it remains the so-called lost Leonardo. As we discussed in the very first episode of Art Curious, Leonardo da Vinci was perhaps one of the most New Age artists of his time, working in between Florence and Milan throughout the turn of the 15th century and into the 16th century, he intertwined ideals of science and technology with artistry in a way that had never been seen before in painting, sculpture, architecture, design, engineering, and so much more. He excelled in almost everything he set his brilliant mind to, but certainly there were environments that better suited him. It was noted by the great art historian Martin Kemp that, quote, his activities better flourished within a court and in receipt of a regular income than when he was needing to make a living from the completion of a commissioned work of art. This phrase very neatly describes the artist's residency in Florence between 1500 and 1508. Courts, good. Commissions, hmm. In 1503, Leonardo accepted a commission for the Battle of Anghiari, which was the biggest coup of his life to that point. He spent two years designing with Michelangelo doing similarly for its companion piece, called the Battle of Cascina, which was supposed to go on an adjacent wall. Our entire last season of the show dealt with the concept of art rivals, and I almost chose this one, the contentious relationship between Michelangelo and Leonardo, before ultimately pairing Michelangelo with Raphael. Suffice to say, though, that the twin pressures of governmental oversight and competition with another Renaissance master meant that Leonardo pushed himself in a way that he hadn't done before. And unfortunately, his methods didn't exactly pay off. The oil paint he used on the walls didn't properly dry, and he tried multiple methods to save its creation from basically falling apart, including using fire and charcoal to dry it on site. Eventually, though, Leonardo realized that it just wasn't going to work, and he was forced to abandon the project. He would never again return to complete the prestigious commission. Over time, Leonardo's Battle of Anghiari became an emblem of disastrous defeat for an artist experimenting with new methods, but it also became one of the major topics of investigations for centuries to come. What really happened to this incomplete work of art? Leonardo did start it, so where did it go and what happened to it? Numerous theories have surfaced over the years, but the leading one is that it was simply covered up by Giorgio Vasari's Battle of Marciano painting. Between 1560 and 1574, 
Giorgio Vasari was commissioned to remodel a room known as the Hall of 500. Some argue that Vasari simply painted over Leonardo's work, but many doubt that Vasari, a proud and vocal appreciator of his Renaissance predecessor, could flat out destroy what he regarded as Leonardo's greatest work. We know this because he blatantly wrote about the awesomeness of the Battle of Anghiari in, you guessed it, longtime listeners, his art historical biographical collection, The Lives of the Most Excellent Painters, Sculptures, and Architects. About Anghiari, Vasari writes, quote, it would be impossible to express the inventiveness of Leonardo's design for the soldiers' uniforms, which he sketched in all their variety, or the crests of the helmets or of other ornaments, not to mention the incredible skill he demonstrated in the space and shape and features of the horses, which Leonardo, better than any other master, created with their boldness, muscles, and graceful beauty. Now, you may recall that Vasari was a bit of an exaggerator in his writings, so even if you doubt some of his credibility as an art historian, there's still no denying his clear and unyielding appreciation for even the smallest details of Leonardo's myriad works. So how could Vasari essentially bring himself to paint over such a masterpiece? Well, what if he didn't? What if, instead, he built a wall to protect it? This concept led nuclear physicists, art historians, engineers, photographers, and others to come together in the mid-1970s with the hypothesis that the Battle of Anghiari was right there in the Palazzo Vecchio all along. It simply needed to be located. A notable figure in this project was Maurizio Saracini, who combined his background as an electrical engineer with his own additional interest and training in art history. A former professor of his, a man named Carlo Pedretti, openly lamented the Anghiari mystery and asked Saracini if there was any way to put an end to the centuries-old mystery with the use of technology. Saracini was intrigued and then became obsessed with the hunt after a small phrase was discovered painted onto a battle standard in Vasari's fresco. The words read, Cerca e trova, and translates to seek and you shall find. Saracini and his team were stunned to note the connection between Vasari's battle standard and the fact that Leonardo's long-lost painting represents a fight over a battle standard. The coincidence felt like not much of a coincidence at all. It felt like a clue. To me, that seems a little too Dan Brown-like, but Saracini was undeterred. He wanted to get to work to discover the lost Leonardo. Due to a variety of reasons, notwithstanding the slow development of technology, it was not until 2011 that Maurizio Saracini, now a professor of engineering at the University of California, San Diego, began applying much-hoped-for technology to his search. With the funding and support of various art organizations and cultural foundations, the Lost Leonardo Project began to probe the mysteries on a wall behind Vasari's Battle of Marciano, literally behind it. Using endoscopic methods to bore tiny holes into Vasari's fresco, and by using a 4mm camera, Saracini and his team located fragments of paint behind the wall, reddish-brown samples that were confirmed by use of an X-ray diffractometer. However, the scientists and engineers were no longer allowed to continue their work, and the project came to an abrupt halt in 2014 due to public outcry over the purported destruction of the Vasari mural. Although the team was specifically confined to drilling only in areas already cracked or previously restored, there was this public assumption that the work was irrevocably damaged by the hunt for the lost Leonardo. In spite of the political gridlock, Saracini has persisted with his search for the lost Leonardo. He and numerous other scholars are convinced of its location in the Hall of 500, and this time around, as of the writing of this episode, 
they may have some political backing. The current mayor of Florence, Matteo Renzi, firmly believes in Saracini's findings and is in support of the Lost Leonardo Project. So with newfound appreciation and combined with further innovations in technology, perhaps the public will once and for all have access to look behind Vasari's painting while standing in the Hall of 500 themselves. Perhaps if you were able to visit Florence in the future, all you will need is an iPhone or a tablet to see this unforeseen masterpiece from the Renaissance, which will no longer be considered lost. For more stories of the unexpected, the slightly odd, and the strangely wonderful in art history, subscribe now to the Art Curious Podcast on the podcatcher of your choice, or download and listen in on our website, artcuriouspodcast.com. Thanks to Kyle Cantor for his research and writing assistance with this bonus episode.